Ho, ho, ho. And welcome to your December 2022 episode of The Smug Buds, the only podcast where Will and Liz... <laughs> Liz is distracting me from our subtitle with a... What is that? Christmas lights? There's some like jingle bell necklace that I got for Elliot to wear to school. Oh, very nice. What do we do? We we explain everything to the geese. That's yes. Uh, I almost uh, flubbed that. I was like, teach. What is it? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, I'll I, explain everything to the geese. To those yes, uh, Vanderlyle crybaby geese. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Will, and that's Liz. Hi, Liz. Hey, Will. How are you? I'm good. Elliot this morning told us an elaborate story that ended with Rudy breaking out of our house and driving Rudy, your our cat. Our not, cat. Not Rudy Giuliani or anyone else. <laughs> Ugh, no. Um, and driving our car to a farm where he rolled around with the pigs and then took a bath with the gooses. <laughs> oh, wow. What a great dream. <laughs> it was so funny. That was what she told us right when we woke, well, when she woke up, we had been awake for a little bit, but she came up into bed and she was like, then she, when she went, the goose is getting, and I like <laughs> lost it. How are you? Uh, I'm good. Uh, I'm ready to explain everything to the gooses one more time uh, <laughs> in 2022. Yeah. Uh, before we start in earnest, do you have any old business for us? I don't think I do. Do you? I don't think I do either. Wow. So just to uh, quickly recap how we got here, as I love to do, uh, we've been uh, talking about almost exclusively The Handmaid's Tale for uh, weeks and weeks. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's easy to forget uh, what the regular format of the show is. (laughs) Uh, But by that format, uh, you would have uh, all rights to take control of the subject matter of the episode. Mm-hmm. But but you passed the buck to me, which is to be uh, fair. Doing a biweekly a podcast recap was my idea, so it was your idea, and you did a lot more preparation for every episode <laughs> than I did. You took a lot of notes, and I took zero notes. So, but you watched the behind the episodes. That's true. So it kind of evens out when you think about it. So. <laughs> Uh, any, uh, either one of us, uh, could have, uh, claimed this episode, but, uh, you so graciously offered it to me mm-hmm. and, uh, I took it and ran with it and, uh, what to, to do, uh, to, uh, f- you know, how do you follow a rip roaring success like, uh, <laughs> season five of the handmaids takes, mm-hmm. uh, and how do you end a year like 2022? I could easily, uh, do another episode on the MCU. You could say that we're due for that. We could we could recap the year in uh, in Marvel film and television. Um, and you, uh, I haven't told you if that's what we're doing or if we're doing something else. And you asked me, uh, "Is the topic a surprise?" <laughs> and what did I say? I said, "Well, it won't be much of a surprise if I say yes." But yes, yes, it is. Um, and what do you suppose that means? Oh, I don't know, Will. You don't? <laughs> no. You don't even have a guess. No. Oh, okay. There's I feel I, I expected you to have a guess because I feel like there's some precedent for what it means when Oh, is it trivia? I, I have something to surprise you with, yes. <gasps> this episode is called Merry Quizmas. 
<laughs> it wouldn't be uh, the annual uh, Will Hoffacker quiz off if I didn't do one in 2022. It's been almost two years since the last one because the last one was in January 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, in the intervening time, you also had a quiz for me. Uh, but uh, Which was difficult, apparently. Which was a, a, a challenge, as any good quiz should be. Uh, but I felt uh, it was my duty to uh, fulfill uh, the responsibility of, of writing a, another one for 2022. Oh my God, I'm so excited. So I see uh, you're picking up something to write with and something to write upon. Yes. And uh, just as a reminder for people and also to uh, add a little something new to the context that we've already explored. Mm. Uh, we, I wrote the first quiz for the podcast when we were in the thick of quarantine and I was missing going to bar trivia and ever since living in tucson all the bar trivia that we've done has been using the geeks who drink format and Mm. i used that as inspiration for my own quiz writing which meant uh mainly eight rounds each round has eight questions two of the rounds are audio rounds and they do some other things that i haven't done Mm -hmm. uh in 2022, uh, we have occasionally gone back to bar trivia, uh, mainly sitting on an outdoor patio for uh, safety reasons and health precautions. And Geeks Who Drink uh, does things a little differently than I remember. Uh, mm. Namely, uh, there are seven rounds now rather than eight And uh, the cut that they've made is the second audio round, Mm. um, which is always the audio round that I would prefer (laughs) because the first is always name this song. And Mm -hmm. the second audio round was usually audio clips or movies or television shows that you had to name. Uh, Now, Geeks Who Drink also uh, not only this year, but in prior years when I used to go, uh, they would always do a visual round which is not conducive to the audio format of a podcast. Of course. Uh, And so uh, to keep up with the Geeks Who Drink model, but only partially, (laughs) today's quiz is seven rounds, not Mm -hmm. eight. No visual round. Still two audio rounds like you're Mm -hmm. used to. And still continuing eight questions per round. None of that double point business uh liz uh is going to compete against you the listener uh play (laughs) along at home and see if you can beat liz in a kind of uh win ben stein's money uh sort of style competition but uh with no none of liz's money on the line do you have dry eyes that's right that's who ben stein is that's right um do you have any money uh, or, or prizes that you want to put on the line, Liz? Um, I will. If you can prove to me that you beat me, I will mm-hmm. send you a card. High stakes. Very, very high stakes. And appropriate for the holidays. So mm-hmm. that's what you're playing for at home. Uh, I am going to round by round uh, read uh, each question. And Liz is going to write down her answer. And then only after... We've heard all the questions in the round. 
We will score by reviewing the answers and then move on to the next round. Mm -hmm. The first round uh, is not very Christmassy, uh, but with Christmas comes tradition. And it is a tradition that when I write one of these quizzes, the first round is a current events round. Oh, yes. And so this round is called Yesterday's News. Uh, All of these questions and answers are ripped from the headlines, and I wrote them all yesterday. At the time of this recording, yesterday was Friday, December 9th, 2022. Your first question is, on Thursday the 8th, I would have crossed a picket line had I played Wordle or looked for news items to fuel this quiz from what old gray lady whose workers were on a 24-hour strike? Wait, I need to know the name of the person? (laughs) You need to know the name of the, and I'm going to use finger quotes now, old gray lady. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think Liz and I are on the same page now, hopefully. Uh, Yes. Question number two. Speaking about switching from Democrat to independent, quote, I've never fit neatly into any party box. I've never really tried. I don't want to, unquote, said what Arizona senator whose last name resembles something I love, but it's spelled wrong and arguably so is her first name. (laughs) Yeah, okay, I got this one. (laughs) Question number three, a rare sports question. Oh, no. What favorite to win the World Cup was just knocked out of the tournament by Croatia after losing to them on penalties one to one? And then in parentheses, it says four to two. (laughs) And I don't understand enough about the sport to know what this means, but I'm assuming from context clues that the points (laughs) scored were one to one. And then... To say they lost on penalties means that there were four penalties to two penalties, and the team with the with fewer penalties won because it could end in a tie score-wise, but somebody had to win. Yeah. So who lost? Yeah. I think I, I don't know if I know, but I have a guess. I will say when I went to the market earlier today, the guy that we get um, lemonade from was like, uh, have you been watching? The guy that we get lemonade from. Well, he also... He also sells these delicious pastries, but um, I just mostly want the lemonade. Are they around um, the corner? What? Where fudge, where fudge is made? <laughs> no. No. Um, well. <laughs> I just took a loud sip to punctuate that joke. I hope the mic picked it up. Um, he was like, have you guys been watching the game? And I was like, no, it's stressful. I can't mm-hmm. invest myself in sports. Yeah, fair enough. Question number four. This question has kind of a Christmassy element, but uh, it's not really in the spirit of the season as intended. Every time you say something's not in the spirit, I think that I either think that you're going to say something that's like evil or like um, just from like a completely different religion. <laughs> okay. Well, I think you will hear something uh, evil uh, <laughs> in the following question. ABC will no longer broadcast the television special A Very Backstreet Holiday. Because who is being sued by a woman who says he raped her on the group's tour bus in 2001? Man, I am four for four right now. Question number five. A new law says Gangnam Style singer Psy is 44, not 46. 
because what country's parliament has decreed that starting next June, all official documents must use the standard international age? Mm -hmm. Question number six. Did you know The Daily Show has still been on the air for the past seven years and not just in reruns? That's not the question. This is the question. What host just bid farewell to an audience of presumably hundreds in an episode featuring a video montage of goodbyes from the likes of Oprah, Kamala Harris? Why did I say Harris? Uh, Bill Gates and Hillary Clinton. Okay. Question number seven. Speaking of the Clintons. I won't be repeating what was said, but something really weird just happened at this year's Game Awards, prompting host Jeff Keighley to tweet, quote, the individual who interrupted our Game of the Year moment has been arrested, unquote. Oh, Kenny read this to me last night. What game received the top honor before the stage crasher tarnished the moment? Oh, good. I do know this. <laughs> and finally... Question number eight. And speaking of very public bigotry, the School <laughs> of the Art Institute of Chicago has just rescinded the honorary doctorate that they awarded in 2015 to what rapper, marking the first time in the school's 80-year history that a degree has been revoked? This one I don't know, but I have a pretty solid guess. Do you need to hear any of the questions repeated before we go over answers? No, I don't. I think this is the best. I'm definitely seven out of eight, maybe eight out of eight. This is the best round of trivia I've ever had in my life. And I'm sure it's going to be all downhill from here. I think that perhaps this will be the first time in uh, Smugbud's quiz off history that uh, we have a perfect round. Yeah. But uh, the stakes are, are raised by your uncertainty about the final answer out of all these yeah. answers. So the listener must be on the edge of their seat. Uh, question number one, what is the old gray lady? The New York times. Correct. So th just as a note, the re I, you know, I'm not from New York. Like I'm not a city girl like you will. And I am a city girl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I, didn't know that that's what they referred to the New York times as. And I was briefly thinking of how, there's that woman whose name I can't even remember either who owns Condé Nast. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, is Will referring to the literal owner of the New York Times? Because I don't know that. <laughs> I, I don't think that that nickname for the paper is exclusive to New Yorkers uh, uh, themselves. But I, I take your point. Yes. And, and I don't actually think it is. I was just poking fun of you mean from New York. Yeah, I see the connection. <laughs> okay. Um, question number two. Uh, who is the Democrat turned independent? Kristen Cinema. Yes, although I and I am going to say you definitely get the point, but I do want to hear you pronounce her first name one more time, please. Is it Kirsten? It's K Y R. Oh shit! I've been saying Kristen this whole time. Yeah, it's Kirsten or Kirsten. Yeah. This is also something that I have not actually heard, any, heard anybody say her first name. I've only mm -hmm. heard them call her Cinema. Yep. Uh, understandably so. Uh, question number three. What is the country? Oh, I actually might get this one wrong. Is it Brazil? You are correct. Woo! Three for three. Uh, number four. Who is the Backstreet Boy? Womp womp. Nick Carter. Correct. Question what, a, what a year for that family. Uh, yes. Uh, question number five. What is that country? South Korea. 
Correct. Have you read about this? Yes. And the way that they were, they were saying that the way that it works, basically, instead of starting at zero, they start at one. But it also has to do with like the day of the year. And so some babies could be two the very next day. Yeah. So why don't I just, uh, rather than trying to remember this, I included a link for myself. uh, Smart. Because I thought uh, this was fun to read about. And so it would be fun to talk about. So, um, the article uh, from CNN that I was borrowing from used Psy as an example. Uh-huh. Take Gangnam Style singer Psy, for example, born on December 31st, uh. 1977. He is considered 44 by international age, 45 by calendar age, and 46 <laughs> by Korean age. <laughs> Because I suppose when he, by Korean age standards, when he was born on December 31st, he was one. And the next day, he was two. (laughs) (laughs) The smallest two-year-old. If I understand that correctly. Um, This is so funny, too, because, you know, clearly we have a resident um, guest bud that's Korean um, in Aram. mm. And, you know, we've just... Always, you know, clearly we've used the calendar that most people in the world use to count things mm-hmm. that they're changing to. But I will say there was a long time when I thought Aram was two years younger, than, like a year and a half younger than me mm. because of like when we went to school. Mm. And it turns out she's actually only six months younger than me. Mm. <laughs> and I think I realized this like like three years ago. And she was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, interesting. <laughs> So it's funny that out of all of the people whose age right. I got wrong for so long. That's a funny coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is morning, by the way, when we're recording this and I am drinking coffee. Uh, I am gin- too. Gingerbread coffee uh, from Trader Joe's as we go. So I apologize if any uh, little burps or belches are picked up by the mic and not taken out in editing later. Mm-hmm. I'm apologizing to the listener, not not to you, Liz. Great. <laughs> Uh, question number six, uh, who took over the daily show from Jon Stewart? Trevor Noah. Correct. Um, yeah, a a small anecdote about that. Roxanne Gay, uh, tweeted that when she was touring for her book, Hunger, her memoir, Hunger, um, that, that does that tour, that book tour was like a disaster because like nobody knew, you know, she's talking a lot about fatness in that book. Nobody knew how to deal with it. And she said the best interview she had was Trevor Noah. He mm. went into the green room ahead of time. He said, what words do you want me to use? How do you want me to talk about it? It was very clear he had read and thought about the book, which not mm. all of the interviewers had read the whole book or read any of it. Um, and I just think that's really nice and worth mentioning. I would be curious to know how far into his seven-year run on The Daily Show was that. Let's. Can I do some math really quick? If you want to, yeah. I, I, I say I'm curious about that because that sounds to me like either the behavior of a really thoughtful, conscientious person or the behavior of a defensive person who has been criticized one time to one time too many for putting his foot in his mouth uh or both i suppose okay so hunger came out in june of 2017 okay so he had been doing it for a year or two i suppose for like two years yeah let me Mm -hmm. see when um well he did he actually starts like how i know we keep saying seven years ago that's what i 
read about his farewell. But is it like literally? <laughs> Perhaps not exactly seven years. Yeah. Which um, is, yeah, why I said a year or two. I've never watched the show, by the way. You've never watched The Daily Show? With Trevor Noah. Um, I don't think I have, but I have seen cl- plenty of clips. But we have not had cable mm-hmm. because I don't have cable anymore. Nor do I. Um, and by any more, I mean I personally have never paid for it, but my mom does. <laughs> Same. Yes. <laughs> I have never independently had cable. I can't find his first episode, but that's fine. Moving on. Question number seven. What one game of the year? Elden Ring. Elden Correct. Ring. Why did I say it that way? Horus. Elden Ring. <laughs> Um, and, and yeah, fi- and Kenny was saying too that when Kenny was reading me the people who won, mm-hmm. he was pointing out the fact that um, a lot of other games won other categories for yeah. Elden Ring to win game, and clearly Elden Ring is game of the year. Clearly, yes, it's like beautiful and really well put together and interesting and dynamic and stuff like that. But it is funny how it's a lot of other games won the sort of um, more wedge categories. When the Game Awards come around, I tune in mainly to see announcements and trailers for new upcoming games. Uh, but uh, when I watch it, uh, they they encourage people to uh, people on Twitch to stream the Game Awards. Mm-hmm. And uh, the only people I follow who do this are. Matt and Shelby from Girlfriend Reviews. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm watching with their commentary. And I got their perspective. And the way that they kept talking about it was that they they made a lot of different predictions and talked about different possibilities. Yeah. But the one that rises to the surface in hindsight is when they would say something like, well, game, well God of War is winning all these other awards. That means Elden Ring is going to win Game of the Year. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't get to do uh, all of it. You get, you know, if you're God of War, you get a bunch of sort of runner-up prizes. Yeah. And then Elden Ring gets the the real prize. Um, Which, one more side note, did you see the Death Stranding 2? Oh, of course I did, yeah. Um, Did you, did you play Death Stranding? Did you play the first Death Stranding? I have not yet, but it is on my list. I have, in fact purchased it and not started playing it can i please tell a brief anecdote about this game (laughs) fine yes so this game comes out and the soundtrack is done by this band called low roar yes kenny loves low roar because Mm -hmm. of death stranding like Mm -hmm. one of the things that happens is you pick up songs as you go through the game but kenny Mm -hmm. ends up like buying this band's albums like on vinyl he's listening to them all the time it got to the point where i was actually kind of sick of them for a while because kenny was literally listening to them every single day like while he was cooking dinner for like a year um so yesterday sarah says to me uh i hope she's okay with me telling this anecdote that she had won some prizes from a twitch stream (laughs) yeah and so she's telling me that she had won these prizes and i was like oh why was this guy doing a contest and she was like well his friend died and um his friend um, was in this band. I guess he did the music for Death Stranding. And mm-hmm. that's how we found out that the guy from Low Roar 
just died of pneumonia is because Sarah won prizes. And then, you know, so then also, like, we haven't thought about Death Stranding in, like, since, you know, Kenny played the first game over a period of, like, a year. So Mm -hmm. we haven't thought of this game in, you know, an amount of time. We haven't listened to Low Roar in an amount of time. And then the same day the Death Stranding 2 trailer comes out. Mm, Yeah. It was a big, big circle. It was a confluence, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Sort of uh, an unfortunate one. Yeah, um, but and apparently he does have one more album that's coming out that mm. he had finished. He he was 40. He died of pneumonia. Yep, yep. Sad story. Well, speaking of sad stories <laughs> and musical artists, uh, question number eight, eight the, the bragging rights for a perfect round are, are riding on your answer to the question uh, about this rapper. Was it yay? Yes. <laughs> yay. Indeed, yay, it was. Oh, God, what a mess. Uh, Kanye West is uh, the answer that I wrote, and uh, I am told that yay is the correct answer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, In addition to Kanye West being the correct answer. Uh, Well, congratulations. You're off to uh, the best possible start that I can imagine. You know what I'm realizing? Mm. I feel like normally we've been, not normally, but I feel like we very often record on Sundays. Yeah. And I feel like it. I benefited from the fact that yesterday was a Friday and I was working. There you go. Uh, because at work you browse the news or? Yeah, at work, Kenny mm-hmm. and I sit next to each other. We like bring up the NPR page and check the news. We right. tell each other stuff. We don't really do that on the weekend as much because we're not really on our computers. Right. All right. Well, in keeping with tradition... Uh, no deviation here. Do you remember what the second round is? I uh, know. <laughs> okay. It's so the first audio round. Okay. Which is listening to songs. Yes. So I'm booting up my Bluetooth speaker now. Yes. You may have Fair heard use. the sound of it turning on. You may now hear the sound of it connecting to my iPad if uh, all goes according to plan. And look, we've... D- there it is. We've discussed this before. Uh, this round is a huge bummer. <laughs> uh, we are both historically pretty bad at uh, hearing songs and naming them. Yes. So what I've done is I have cut this round in half and I have chosen only four songs. Okay. But there are still eight correct answers. Does that mean that for eight points, you need to name both the song title and the artist? No. That would be too difficult. A twist. Too too big of an expectation. No. Okay. This is a round on Christmas song duets. (gasps) And anyone who hears these songs would probably know what they are and what the name is. That's not a challenge. The challenge is, can you identify... The names of both people you will hear singing when you hear these duets. Good, good job, Will. You're so good at this. Oh, thank you very much. Okay, so now we're going to see if I'm good at the technological aspect of this. (laughs) Where I click a link in an email that I sent to myself on my iPad and then the audio plays out of my Bluetooth speaker yeah. Into the microphone, which is recording the podcast. Uh-huh. And you will hear it over Zoom. <laughs> okay. I uh, have no idea what the volume situation is going to be when I start this. 
Uh, so I apologize if it's too loud or too quiet. I'll do my best to adjust on the fly. I am clicking the link on song number one. I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold outside. I gotta go away. Baby, it's cold outside. This evening is big. I'm hoping that you dropped so in. Very nice. I'll hold your hands. They're just like my ice. mother will start to Beautiful, wait. what's your My father hurry? will be pacing the floor. Listen to that fireplace. So really had better scurry. Beautiful. Please don't well, hurry. Maybe just to have a drink. More. Put some records on while I the pour. The neighbors might think. Baby. Okay. Uh, we heard that uh, song, which many people find objectionable. I, I don't anymore. Well, that that's good. But but for anyone listening who would rather not hear that song, I apologize. Let's move on. Put that behind us. Here is song number two. Okay. I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold outside. No. I've got to go away. But baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been And hoping that you drop so in nice. I'll hold your hands They're just like ice My mother will start to Beautiful, what's your hurry? My father will be pacing the floor Listen to the fireplace roar so Really I'd better scare Beautiful, please don't hurry Well, maybe just a half a drink more uh, this is embarrassing. <laughs> well, oh, I'm sorry. Um, I, th- I, I, I thought we were, I, I'm just going to pretend I did this a long time ago and I just, I forgot <coughs> two versions of the same song in a row. That's, that's on me. That's my bad. Will. <laughs> Let's put that behind us. Let's move on. Let's hear a different song. God damn it, Will. <laughs> here's here's song number three. Jesus Christ. I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go away. I can call you all right. This evening has been All right, after three of those, (laughs) egg on my face, I have to acknowledge the possibility that this fourth and final song might be a fourth rendition of Baby It's Cold Outside. Oh my God. Well, I have to, it, it's pos- it's possible just knowing what we know now. <laughs> I have to adjust and acknowledge that possibility. I mean, what are the odds mm-hmm. that the fourth song is something else because 
It was so funny to me that I found it even funnier than any other version of <laughs> Baby It's Cold Outside that I could find, a song which there are hundreds of versions of. <laughs> so acknowledging that possibility, here's your fourth song. Okay. Do you see what I see? Way up in the sky, Mind if I just let this play a little longer? <laughs> a song, a song, high above the tree. With a voice as big as the sea. With a voice as big as the sea. Wow, that must be bigger than Big Bird. That's pretty big, buddy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, we've had our fun. Can I say, with a tail as big as a kite is one of the funniest lines in any song. It's such a bad metaphor. Kites are notoriously enormous, Liz. (laughs) Well, you're going to love my answers. Question number one. This was, uh, you didn't ask for any help, but I'm just going to volunteer the information that when I searched for Baby It's Cold Outside uh, on YouTube, uh, this was the first result. And this is like the original version, it seems like? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, so... When I picked this, I was thinking, I apologize if this was too challenging, and I hope that w- if it, I hope it makes up for it in the fun. Oh, it, it definitely is. Uh, when I, when I, but when I picked this, I thought, this particular one, Mm-hmm. I thought, well, this man has a very distinctive voice. I think so. I yeah. think I would be able to pick it out. The woman, I probably couldn't, but no, me knowing who it is, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's not that remote of a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and this version of the song must be pretty popular now of days. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming it gets a lot of radio play. So. What were your answers? So I guessed Frank Sinatra? Nope. Nope. Okay. And then I had no idea on the woman for that one. Okay. So would you would you have anything new to guess if I told you that this is contemporary? Is it Zoe Deschanel? No. Good guess though. Uh and then no, I don't have any other guesses. Okay. The the gentleman's voice is Michael Michael Bublé. Oh, it's Bublé. And the woman is the wickedly talented Adele Dazeem, a.k.a. <laughs> Adina Menzel. Oh, that sounded like a very old version to me, that first one. No, that's that's uh, maybe the most contemporary. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, maybe the third one is. I don't know. Okay. Um, just by the way, mm-hmm. 
Um, I've heard a, a podcaster that I listen to who um, really has a thing for loving John Travolta. <laughs> um, I've heard him say like, oh, my my peers in comedy, you know, who think they're so liberal and, and think they think highly of themselves as, as compassionate people love to make fun of John Travolta, who is dyslexic. Mm. For that moment when he said Adele Dazeem. Mm-hmm. And that and that's and that's fine. <laughs> and that's probably the right position to have. I don't know but very much about dyslexia, but does it explain the way that he said wickedly talented, <laughs> like making one of the most annoying and embarrassing noises I've ever heard in my life? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's a that's a fair point. Song number two, when I found this, I thought, okay, I think that both of these singers, in addition to being quite famous, have pretty distinctive voices. Mm-hmm. Not to say that this isn't a challenge, but just to say, I think it's reasonable to expect that someone could do this. Okay. What did you write? So I guessed that because I know, I feel like this, these two people have sung songs together. Okay. So I guessed Zoe Deschanel and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Okay, that's yeah, that's a totally fair guess. That has n- nothing to do with who these two people are, <laughs> but it does have to do with singing duets at Christmas. So, uh-huh. so that's a totally fair guess when you don't know the answer. Yes, the gentleman's voice you heard was Willie Nelson. Oh God! And the woman was Nora Jones. Nora Jones. I think two people who basically nobody else sounds like them, in my in my opinion. That's fair. Um, okay. Number three. This, I think, would be the hardest for me if mm-hmm. I didn't make it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was fun to hear that spin on the lyrics. Mm-hmm. And again, these two people are quite famous. And so mm-hmm. I thought it was fair game. To include this. Mm-hmm. Who did you write for this one? So for this one, I knew that this was a duet, but I didn't know the man's name. Mm-hmm. So I just put what his moniker is in their band name. So I put Zoe Deschanel and him. Ah, yes. You thought this was a she and him. <laughs> No, um, it, it was uh, it was John Legend. Oh, who you heard singing those different lyrics for the man's part, uh-huh. and uh, his uh, duet partner there was Kelly Clarkson. Oh yes, that makes sense. All right, I'm glad. I do say think that. I will say I do think Zoe Deschanel, and I think the She and Him cover also does does the gender flip. Hmm. I uh, I almost included a gender flip version of this where, um, and I can say this now because the fourth song is not Baby It's, Baby, cold, it's outside, cold Outside. And so I'm not, you know, spoiling anything. Um, I found a version where uh, I guess it was for a, a, sort of, a, a, a sort of contemporary recent Muppets holiday special <laughs> where... Um, it has nothing to do with the Muppets. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Lady Gaga 
perform oh. a gender swapped uh, mm-hmm. baby it's cold outside but um one i thought that would be too challenging he's not even a singer yeah or that's not what he's best and known yet for. and two uh <laughs> there just wasn't uh great quality uh audio yeah. video of of uh of that performance okay so number four Mm-hmm. This was this before I went down the baby it's cold outside route. That was not my intention when I started this uh started writing this round. Mm-hmm. It was inspired by this fourth song from an album that we had in my home when I was a child. <laughs> this is your chance, I think, to get at least one point in this round, and I think one is exactly how many. <laughs> I put, listen, I felt really certain that one of these was Zoe Deschanel. That's fine. And that's fine <laughs> to think that. But. And I, then, I, look, and then I, I thought to myself, who is known for singing a lot of Christmas of cover songs? Who has a pretty deep voice? So I said Zoe Deschanel and Buble. Look. <laughs> so you, I pulled a little bit of a joke on you too, Will. I feel joked upon. <laughs> And I've, I've, look, I've, I've, I've spent the last several minutes apologizing (laughs) for making this impossible, but, but please, for the love of God, you, I, I let the song play so like an extra verse so that you could hear one of the voices say, that sounds like it's almost as big as Big Bird. Oh. <laughs> so if you have trouble hearing the audio that I'm playing, just say so and uh-huh. I can repeat things for you or play them again or I okay. can verbally say what they're saying. <laughs> so who sounds like this and talks about Big Bird? Elmo. Correct. <laughs> I expected you to get that. I didn't necessarily expect you to get that he was performing with Rosie O'Donnell. Really? That is from uh, A Rosie Christmas. Right. We brought, we've talked about this before. An album of uh, Rosie O'Donnell doing duets with the likes of Elmo and Angelica Pickles. Uh, and And others who are actually real people and not fictional characters. Yes. And so that's your one point for the round. Okay, good. Moving on from audio to uh, regular questions and answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I had to write a Christmassy round of eight questions. Nice. So where would I take my inspiration from? Well, uh, Clement Clark Moore uh, gave us the names of eight reindeer mm-hmm. in his famous poem, a uh, visit from St. Nicholas or something like that. Yeah. Not- which, you know, um, the, like my toxic trait is yeah. format. Mm-hmm. I'm plan on tweeting. I haven't yet. My toxic trait is referring to it only as a visit from St. Nicholas. There are, uh, uh, eight reindeer, uh, all named in the poem. And I do not recall, uh, any ninth reindeer, who, <laughs> even one who is more famous than uh, all eight, mm-hmm. whose names uh, you will hear uh, in these eight questions. Okay. 
Question number one. What delivery company calls their gig workers Dashers and even partnered with Marvel recently to make a comic book called The Dashers that I keep seeing embarrassing ads for when I go to the movies? Yes, I know this because I also saw that embarrassing ad when we saw Bones and All. Very good. Have you seen Bones and All yet? No. I'm so excited to talk to you about Bones and All. Okay. We'll get there someday, I promise. (laughs) Question number two. Rhythm is a Dancer is a 1992 song by what German Eurodance group that shares its exclamatory name with one third of a serial mascot trio? Number three. The Tartan Prancer is a fictional SUV invented for what 2015 road trip comedy film starring Ed Helms that I suppose someone would ever actually have to watch in order to know for sure whether it's a remake of or a sequel to the originals starring Chevy Chase. Question number four. The Vixen is a 2021 novel by what author who also wrote Reading Like a Writer which you and I have both probably received as a gift and or had to read for school at some point. Mm-hmm. Okay. Question number five. Uh, this is uh, a local one for you. <laughs> is it just about the president of the United States? <laughs> Comet Ping Pong. Oh, the- Yes. <laughs> is the name of a restaurant in D.C., and maybe the food is really good, but the only reason I know its name is unfortunately because of what ridiculous and dangerous conspiracy theory that it's a front for child trafficking. Okay. Number six. Um, I had uh, I had to write Cupid into a question, and I had to... Uh, I have to confess, I had a bone to pick with a certain movie that I watched very recently. Mm-hmm. What 2001 live-action Disney film includes Mandy Moore and friends performing Stupid Cupid, a song popularized by Connie Francis in 1958, which can only be explained by the film's director being Happy Days creator and old man Gary Marshall? Say that one again. What 2001 live-action Disney film includes Mandy Moore and some friends performing a song called Stupid Cupid, which was popularized by Connie Francis in 1958, which can only be explained by the film's director being Happy Days creator and old man Gary Marshall. Okay. Question number seven. It's all for you, Liz. (laughs) Richard Donner directed Superman, The Goonies, and the Lethal Weapon series, but before all those, he directed what 1976 horror movie about a lovable little son of Satan? It's all for you, Liz. Oh, God. That's how the question started. There's a clue there. (laughs) Now I just have that song stuck in my head, Will. Stupid Cupid? No. It's all for you. Not not familiar. Uh, Okay, final question. Question number eight. Mm -hmm. Before changing their name to Blitzen Trapper, 
The Portland-based band called themselves Garmenbosia, a word for pain and sorrow in the form of creamed corn, according to a 1992 David Lynch movie that expanded on what failed TV show that he created. That was my way of working the name Blitzen into a question. (laughs) The question ultimately being, what TV show did David Lynch create? Okay. Can you say the second one again? Yes. Rhythm is a Dancer is a 1992 song by what German Eurodance group that shares its exclamatory name with one-third of a cereal mascot trio. Cereal. Okay, I'm going to... Perhaps I should have said breakfast cereal in case Oh, that... no, no, no. I, I think... I think... I, I, either I have it or I don't, but I think I know what you're referencing. Okay. So so you, you have perhaps a one in three chance <laughs> of, of getting it. Yes. All right. Ready for answers? Yes. Okay. Question number one. You basically had half of the answer uh, in the question. What is it? DoorDash. Correct. Uh, okay. Number two. We were just talking about it. I said snap. Correct. Oh, thank God. As in snap, crackle, pop. Yes, Rice Krispies. Okay, uh, number three. What is that 2015 film starring Ed Helms? Is it a National Lampoon's? Say there's okay. Say what? Summer Vacation. It's just Vacation. Just Vacation. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's just. I actually wrote down Vacation and then second guessed myself as I was saying it out loud. Oh, thank God. (laughs) You got it. It's just called Vacation. Uh, okay, uh, number four, who is the author of The Vixen and also Reading Like a Writer? Is this Stephen King? No, you're thinking okay, of I- On Writing. Okay, there we go. I never got any of those books, so. Francine Prose. <laughs> really? That's her yeah. name? Okay, so somebody you haven't heard of, apparently. <laughs> That's okay, uh, at least I had a guess for that one. <laughs> indeed you did, and a worthy guess. Uh, question number five, Comet Ping Pong. Uh, Pizzagate with Correct. Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. Uh, question number six. What is that 2001 live action Disney film directed by Gary Marshall? Also, many more is in the cast of it. Is that A Walk to Remember? No. In fact, I <sighs> don't even know what that is. Is that? Oh, you don't? Is that one of those movies? Is that a sports movie? Or is that, no. like, a, is that like a Homeward Bound type of? No, it's not, neither of those. A Walk to Remember is a movie i have not actually seen this movie Mm -hmm. but it's a movie about mandy moore and she it's like a romance but she dies of cancer movie okay so i if i were rewriting this question which i I know came out around then here's here's how i phrased it um and and this is uh, i i'm saying uh i'm not saying you should have gotten it from this i'm saying Mm -hmm. i could have phrased this differently Mm-hmm. But I, I I said that the film includes Mandy Moore and Friends performing oh, the song. Oh, yes. What, yeah. I, what I could have made clearer is that Mandy Moore is not the star of the film. Okay. She's yeah. just in it. Um, and it's directed by Gary Marshall, um, who's, I think, most famous for um, creating television shows like Happy Days, but also directing many films like um, Pretty Woman, for example. Uh-huh. And this movie, which is called The Princess Diaries. Oh, okay. And we watched which this- Which I have seen, but a very long time ago. I watched this for the first time recently. 
And there's a scene where it's like the big senior, like skip school and have a party day is mm-hmm. like they go to the beach and Mandy Moore is like the popular girl with like a couple of crony friends who yeah. aren't real characters and cut to the beach party. And the three of them are like on a stage performing this song that sounds like stupid Cupid. It's it's and it's so it's like, oh, man, this is what this is an ancient person's idea <laughs> of t- contemporary teenagers having fun at the beach. I did. Um, I do like the idea that you, in my mind, watched A Walk to Remember recently. Um, that movie came out in 2002, so I was not wrong. Mm, yeah. That it was the right t- I got the right time period. Very close. Uh, okay. Uh, question number seven. What is the 1976 horror movie about a child of Satan uh, directed by Richard Donner? I think that this is wrong, but it's the only because I think this movie actually came out in the 80s. But I said it. Uh, That is incorrect. Uh, This is called The Omen. The Omen. I would not have gotten that. If you've ever heard of Damien uh, as a name for like an evil child. Oh. uh, It's because Damien is the name of the kid in, in The Omen. And there's a scene where his babysitter, I think it's supposed to be his babysitter or his nanny or something. Um. At, the, at Damien's birthday party, she like climbs on the roof of their house or or out a high window of their house or mm-hmm. something. And to everyone at the party, she's yelling, this is for you, Damien. It's all for you. And then she jumps to and dies. <laughs> I bet Kenny would have gotten that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And speaking of things, I assume Kenny would get uh, number eight. David Lynch created what TV show? Twin Peaks? Correct. Oh, thank God. So that's good for five out of eight points. Well done. I'll take it. Ready to move on to round four? Yes. Okay, so we're not ready for another audio round, but I do want to break up the conventional question and answer format. And the way I've done that is with a 50-50 round. Ooh. In the 50-50 round, I don't necessarily expect you to know for sure uh, what the answers are, but you have a 50-50 chance of guessing it right. Uh-huh. So uh, I know that you have watched Hilda. Yes. So if you have a good memory for Hilda, I know that you have heard of the Yule Lads. Mm-hmm. Right? So I googled the Yule Lads, and the first result was a story from Smithsonian Magazine. Meet the 13 Yule Lads, Iceland's own mischievous Santa Clauses. Mm-hmm. And this article lists the names and primary characteristics of the 13 Yule Lads. <laughs> so in this round, you are going to hear eight names. Mm-hmm. And I want you to tell me, is it a Yule Lad or... A goblin creature card from Magic the Gathering. This is amazing. In a round that I am calling Yule Lad or Goblin. (laughs) Name number one. Candle Beggar. How is Candle spelled, may I ask? Candle. C-A-N-D-L-E. 
oh, wow, totally different than what I thought you said. <laughs> candle beggar. Candle beggar. Okay. Name number two. Goat napper. One word, if that helps you. Thank you. Goat napper. Uh-huh. Number three. Meat hook. Meat, M-E-A-T. Hook. Two words this time. Mm-hmm. Number four. Ankle shanker. <clears throat> Ankle shanker. Uh-huh. Number five. Hatchet bully. Hatchet bully. Uh-huh. Number six. Gully gawk. <laughs> Two words. Gully gawk. <laughs> Number seven. Reckless one. Okay, okay. Reckless one. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And the final name, number eight. Sausage swiper. <laughs> Sausage swiper. I feel like all of these could be either. Like, not just they could be either, but I could see it being like a full sweep. Mm-hmm. Like, even knowing. Yeah. All right, are you ready to go over the answers? I think so. I'm, I'm just going to go with my gut on these, you know? Number one, candle beggar, lad or goblin? I said goblin. It is a Yule lad. Damn! Candle beggar <laughs> is a Yule lad. Uh-huh. Number two, goat napper, lad or goblin? I said goblin. Correct. Oh, thank God. Goat Napper is a goblin rogue for two and a red. It's a 2-2. When Goat Napper comes into play, untap target goat and gain control of it until end of turn. It gains haste until end of turn. <laughs> Meat Hook, Lad or Goblin? I said Lad. Correct. That's oh, too correct. Uh, I threw that in there. That was supposed to be kind of a trick because I was thinking of the magic card, the Meat Hook Massacre, mm. which is not goblin related, but it's magic related. Number four, Ankle Shanker. Lad. That is a goblin. Damn. Ankle, ankle Shanker is a goblin berserker for two, a red, a white, and a black. It's a 2-2 with haste. When Ankle Shanker attacks, creatures you control gain first strike and death touch until end of turn. Okay, uh, number five, Hatchet Bully. I said Goblin. That's correct. That's three. Let's take a look at Hatchet Bully. Hatchet Bully is a Goblin Warrior for three and a red. It's a three-three. For a cost of two and a red and tapping Hatchet Bully, put a minus one, minus one counter on a creature you control. That's also part of the cost. Hatchet Bully deals two damage to target creature or player. Mm -hmm. That was Hatchet Bully. Number six is Gully Gawk. Lad or Goblin? 
Lad. Lad is correct. That's four. Reckless one, lad or goblin? I said goblin. That's correct. Oh, thank God. Reckless one is a goblin avatar for three and a red. Its power and toughness are star star. It has haste. Its power and toughness are each equal to the number of goblins in play. Ooh. And finally, Sausage Swiper. Lad. Correct. That is a lad, not a goblin. So for those playing along at home, that was lad, goblin, lad, goblin, goblin, lad, goblin, lad. Yes. Amazing. That was the 50-50 round. It was round four. Now we're moving on to round five. Okay. There's war on, Liz. I think you know this. It's the most significant war in the history of humankind. Mm-hmm. I'm referring, of course, to the war on Christmas. <laughs> and one of the worst affronts, one of the worst atrocities in the war on Christmas is the abbreviation of Christmas to Xmas, right? Yes, of course. And there are those uh, among the woke Antifa uh, mob on the wrong side of this war who would say that uh, it's not really an X, it's more of a cross, which is a Mm -hmm. symbol for Christ. Mm -hmm. So are you really taking the Christ out of Christmas when you say Xmas, it's not an X at all. It's a Mm -hmm. cross, it's an abbreviation for Christ. And besides that, uh, what else could it possibly stand for if it were truly an X and not a cross, which is an abbreviation for Christ? What would the X stand for? There's nothing. And I'm here to say, ah, ah, ah. (laughs) <laughs> There's plenty of things that the X in Xmas could stand for. In fact, mm-hmm. all eight of the answers to the questions in this round begin with the letter X. Oh, amazing. Question number one. According to a Wikipedia article I googled, <clears throat> Dr. Nemesis, Maggot, Boom Boom, Forearm, and Strong Guy have all been members of some iteration of what superhero group? Question number two, with apologies for the pronunciation that you're going to hear in my reading of this question, a Spanish Catholic missionary who co-founded the Society of Jesus, aka the Jesuits, who would go on to educate yours truly, (laughs) was born Francisco de Jaso y Azpilicueta and venerated as St. Francis what? Question number two. First, we gonna rock, then we gonna roll, then we let it pop, go let it go, sings DMX in what song from the soundtrack for Cradle to the Grave? What is the song title? Rest in peace. Question number four. Complete this statement from the UK's NHS website describing temporary side effects of contrast agents. Quote, barium can turn your poo a whitish color, spelled with a U, for a few days and an injection given to relax your stomach before the blank may cause your eyesight to be blurry for a few hours, unquote. Okay. Uh, When I uh, copied this quote into Gmail, uh, Gmail wanted me to correct poo to poop. (laughs) And that's that's the difference between us and the UK. (laughs) 
Question number five, according to StatCounter, as of September 2022, globally, 0.39% of Windows PCs and 0.1% of all devices continue to run which Windows operating system originally released in 2001? Question number six. Nick Brendan and Vin Diesel may not look like they have a lot in common, but they've both played characters with what first name? One a member of the Sunnydale Scooby gang on the small screen and the other an extreme sports athlete turned spy on the big one. (laughs) Question number seven. Love is War says the caption of the final Instagram post of what rapper before his death in 2018, making his the oldest entry among the current top five most liked posts in Instagram's history. Okay. And the final question, question eight. A24 must have had a hit on their hands with what 2022 horror movie from director Ty West, considering they've already released a prequel called Pearl and promised a sequel called Maxine. Name the A24 2022 horror movie directed by Ty West which also has a prequel called Pearl and an upcoming sequel called Maxine. And by the way, Maxine is spelled with three X's. And we're going to go over answers in just a second. And as I said, all eight answers are going to start with the letter X. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Question number one, name that superhero team. X-Men. Correct. Question number two, St. Francis what? Xavier? Correct. Question number three, name that song. X gonna give it to you. X gonna give it to you. That's right. (laughs) Question number four, fill in the blank. X-ray. Correct. Question number five, Windows what? Is it 10 but spelled with the Roman numeral X? No. Oh, what is it? XP. Oh, shit. It's called Windows XP. I... I knew that this, I I questioned this one because I was assuming you weren't counting the windows in the answer. Right. I Yes, I could have, I could have said windows blank or windows what. But then I could not for the life of me remember anything that it could be, except we definitely used Windows XP in my in, life. Yeah. In between Windows 2000 and mm-hmm. Windows Vista. Yes, Vista, uh, which famously introduced Calibri as the default font. Yeah, before that, famously we had, for me. <laughs> before that, we had Windows XP. Uh, okay, uh, question number six: Nick Brandon and Vin Diesel played Z- Xander. Played Xander. That's correct. I like how you called him Nick Brandon. It sounds more like Vin Diesel when you abbreviate it <laughs> to Nick Brandon. Uh, and also I thought Liz is definitely going to get this one, but I have to ask it anyway. So I'll just (laughs) make it slightly harder. Yes. Uh, question number seven, who is that deceased rapper? Exhibit? No. No, who is it? His name is XXXTentacion. Oh, I don't know who that is. Mm -hmm. Wait, Uh, is Exhibit still alive then? I have no, I have no idea. (laughs) That's the Uh, pimp, that's the pimp my ride guy, right? He's still alive. Yeah, I thought so, yeah. (laughs) 
just was like a rapper whose name starts with an X. <laughs> no, that's a fair guess. <laughs> Sorry, Exhibit. I didn't remember you dying, but I thought. All right. I'm sure you won't take it personally. Okay. And finally, question number eight. What is the name of this recent movie? Is it, is it, is it just called X? Yes, yes, it is. Oh, God bless. Indeed, the title of the movie X ends with the letter X, <laughs> but that does not preclude it from starting with the letter X. I totally thought that the movie Triple X was going to show up. That is the movie in which Vin Diesel plays. Oh, okay, right. Zan- Xander Cage is the name okay. of the character, which is why the third Triple X movie is called Triple X The Return of Xander Cage. <laughs> Um, um, so I got six out of eight. Yes, yes, you did. Speaking of sixes, it's time for round six. <laughs> and round six is the second audio round. Yeah. The round sadly abandoned by the geeks who drink overlords, but in the audio medium of podcasting, we will uh, put aside the notion of a visual round and we will do that mm-hmm. second audio round. And in the second audio round... We ponder the age-old question, which may as well be a battlefront in the war on Christmas. Mm-hmm. What counts as a Christmas movie? Does it, does it have to be a movie that is about Christmas, that is centered on Christmas? Is it enough for a movie merely to be set at Christmas time? What if only one scene is set at Christmas time? What if there's just an image of a tree in a movie? What can you call a Christmas movie? Well... What if it actually takes place in Silent Hill, but claims to be a train going to the North Pole? Uh, Yeah, uh uh-huh. That's, uh, yeah, I will tell you, uh, neither the Polar Express nor Silent Hill is going to come (laughs) up uh, in. So uh, the uh, answers, uh, all eight answers are movies that you might not conventionally think of as Christmas movies, but... I think of all of them as being in the conversation about mm-hmm. what counts as a Christmas movie. Uh, you are going to hear the audio of short clips from each of these films. Mm-hmm. I apologize if this is uh, difficult to figure out what you're hearing. It is not an easy thing when you're not seeing <laughs> the visuals to understand yes. what is happening. Yeah. Uh, let alone when we're doing this remotely. Mm-hmm. But um, if uh, if any of the dialogue makes no sense to you, uh-huh. uh, I'm, I'm happy to repeat anything. Okay. Um, okay. So hoping uh, that this works. We're gonna. <laughs> there are eight movies. That there, it's double the number of songs that we heard. So let's uh, do our best with this. Here's number one. Christmas carolers. I hate Christmas carolers. Screeching voice, no blue snippers. I warned you, Come for me! 
That was number one. Mm-hmm. Here is number two. I see you've packed. See, you haven't. Change of plans. My parents decided to go to Romania to visit my brother Charlie. He's studying dragons there. Good. You can help Harry then. He's going to go and look in the library for information on Nicholas Flamel. We've looked a hundred times. Not in the restricted section. Happy Christmas. I think we've had a bad influence on her. That was number two. Here's number three. Oh. Oh. Merry Christmas! How is it that we're always talking on Christmas, Paul? Every Christmas, I'm talking to you! Put the shirt on, Frank. You're under arrest. Hey, are you hungry? Do you want some beans, Carl? They got the best French beans here. There's two yeah. dozen French police officers outside. Carl, I gotta tell you, they're delicious. They wanted to bring you in. You want a bite? They want the help of an American. Are you hungry? You want a bite? But I told them I wouldn't bring them to you unless I could put the cuffs on you myself. Oh, you have a gun? You have a gun? No gun? No. No gun. And, and, and you tell me what? There's, uh, there's, there's, uh, <laughs> there's two dozen French police officers out there right now in Christmas Eve. That's what you're telling me? Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, there's no windows here. Okay. Here is number four. Oh, greatest of kings, indulge me in this friendly Christmas game. Let whichever of your knights is boldest of blood and wildest of hearts step forth. Take up arms and try with honor to land a blow against me. Whomsoever nicks me shall lay claim to this my arm. Its glory and riches shall be thine. But thy champ must bind himself to this. Should he land a blow, then one year and you'll tied hands, he must seek me out yonder to the green chapel. Okay, that was number four. Here comes number five. Well, come what may. Merry Christmas, Mr. Wayne. Merry Christmas, Albert. Goodwill toward men. And women. Number five, here comes number six. Merry Christmas, buddy. Jarvis, target extremist heat signatures disable with extreme prejudice. Yes. What are you waiting for? It's Christmas. Take him to church. That was number six. Here comes number seven. Which one can I open first? Let's let Molly open one. (laughs) 
That was seven. Now, finally, let's hear number eight. Theo, are we on schedule? One more to go, then it's up to you. And you better be right, because it looks like this last one's going to take a miracle. It's Christmas, Theo. It's the time of miracles. So be of good cheer and call me when you hit the last lock. Okay. You, you chose good ones. Thank you very much. I worked... Uh, pretty hard <laughs> on uh, <laughs> narrowing down a much longer list to these eight. So let me get my answer sheet back up for the listener. Um, I just edited out a large portion of the recording where uh, Liz uh, heard most of these uh, second time uh, by a different and much better means, uh, but which uh, doesn't work for the recording. So Liz... What is the first movie you heard a clip from? So this is the one that I have the least. I This one is almost certainly wrong. Let me put it that way. That's fine. But it sounded like there were a lot of small creatures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I said the Goonies. Okay. That's interesting that you think that that's what the Goonies is about. I haven't seen this. Is it Gremlins? It is. Yeah. So. so Damn. The, I got them confused. Those are two movies I've never seen. Okay, so Richard Donner came up earlier in the quiz. Yeah. He directed The Goonies, Uh which is about a bunch of kids. Oh, children. Children, not. They're not creatures? No. The Ghoulies, (laughs) not Goonies, but Ghoulies are creatures. Uh Ghoulies would be an example of a string of movies that were ripping off Gremlins. This is Gremlins. So if you've never seen Gremlins, you might not know that it's set at Christmas. Can I tell you, I'm not going to ask for this point. Yeah. But I definitely intended Gremlins. That that might be a half a point (laughs) right right there. I think this might be a half point situation. I definitely, I really, I seriously, (laughs) this is like how I get R.E.M. and Radiohead confused. They could be the same. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. (laughs) Um, I, I, when, often when I hear a song, if it's a U2 song or a Coldplay song, I don't, I think that could be either U2 or Coldplay. <laughs> it's just a 50, 50 shot in my mind. So, uh, yeah. So what you heard there was, uh, Grem- uh you heard an old woman mm-hmm. who hears Christmas calor- carolers outside her door. <laughs> Christmas calories. Christmas calories. She she says, "I hate Christmas calories." She's a, a, a wicked, grouchy, grumpy old woman. She answers the door, and who's out there? The friggin' gremlins <laughs> who are pretending to do Christmas carols. And you also heard her very frightened, very frightened, and saying, uh, "Not only what are they, but also they've come for me. I'm not ready." <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, number two. What was movie number two? Was this the first Harry Potter? Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone? That's correct. Or uh, I also would have accepted Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Oh my god. <laughs> I, Which I guessed purely based on... I mean, I knew I re- clearly recognized it, but I guessed it was the first one purely based on how very young they all sound. Yes, you are You are correct. Uh, I could have also gone with the scene where... Uh, Harry gets the invisibility cloak as his uh, Christmas mm-hmm. present, but uh, 
there's just is less dialogue in that scene and it's not as interesting to listen to when you don't have mm-hmm. the visuals. Uh, what was movie number three? It's Catch Me If You Can. Correct. Merry Christmas, Carl! Not, not the first time Tom Hanks shows up in this list. Not the last time, you mean, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean, not the last Des- time. Despite, <laughs> despite having no uh, acknowledgement of the Polar Express. <laughs> yes. Uh, what was movie number four? It was the Green Knight. That's right. And in, indulge me in this friendly Christmas game, he said. Which, when I was hearing this the first time, I was like, or not the first time, when I was like part of the way through, I was like, this sounds like it should be a video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like something from Elden Ring, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which movie is movie number five? Okay. So I guessed, based on the way the voice sounded, Having no, having watched, I think all of these movies at this point, but none. Um, Only one of them is set at Christmas, as far as I know. Yes, and I, but I can't remember. I guess what I'm saying is I can't remember the plots like really distinctly, unless I'm actually like looking at it. Yeah, of but course. I guess 1997's Batman and Robin. No, sorry. No. It is Batman Returns. Batman Returns, okay. Which is the second movie, and it's also the second and final one to be directed by Tim Burton. Uh-huh. And this is the one with the penguin. Ah. Uh. Hence, wintry Christmas time. Does Batman and Robin have freeze in it? Yes. So, yeah, good point. Yep. Mm-hmm. I tried. It's okay. Those are both very wintry villains. <laughs> I've only seen Batman Returns one single time. Mm-hmm. Sort of recently, like within the past five years, but one time. It might be my I've favorite. I've also only seen Batman and Robin one time. <laughs> it might be my favorite one, but I am a fan of uh, some weird, disgusting little things that a lot of people object to seeing <laughs> on their screens, <laughs> such as uh, Danny DeVito as the Penguin in that yeah. movie. I think it's delightful. <laughs> Other people are like, no, thank you. Okay. S- very similar. Mm-hmm. Number six. Okay. Wait. Which movie is this? So is it Iron Man? Go on. Okay. So I got the first part. <laughs> Is it three? Correct. It is. Oh, Iron- my God. Iron Man 3 is the one directed by Shane Black, mm-hmm. who loves to set his movies at Christmas. Yes. Such as Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which also stars Robert Downey Jr. Who's uh, the wife of one of our professors from undergrad claimed to have named. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I recall that. Um, okay. Returning to uh, the oeuvre of Tom Hanks, what was movie number seven? Uh, Toy Story, the first Toy Story. Correct. And uh, then, it's at the very end of the movie when he's about to get a dog. That's right. That yeah. is right. And finally, the one that inspired it all. I wrote down this because I knew it would be on here, maybe. Mm-hmm. I have not seen this movie. Yep, but... Well, actually, that's not true. I've seen, like, a part of it one time. But, but you I know, do know... The discourse about the movie. I know the discourse, and I also know the voice that Alan Rickman heard. is in it. Mm-hmm. Playing a German guy. It's Die Hard. Correct. Can you imagine if that was not what it was? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Uh, yeah, no, you got uh, you got six uh, out of those eight. You only 
Well, I guess maybe you got six and a half. You don't uh, have to give me that point if you don't want to. I mean, you did really well, so if, I'll if go, we'll go six out of eight, we'll we'll see if there's another. You know, there's po- there's one round left. Yes. Maybe there's another half point situation uh, coming we can up round here. Up. We'll, we can round up. Yeah. In keeping not only with Smugbud's tradition but with uh, geeks who drink tradition. Round seven, the final round, uh, which formerly would have been round eight, mm-hmm. is a general knowledge round. Mm-hmm. Uh, no theme uh, to these questions and answers, except for uh, the uh, unnecessary way that I've written them. Question number one. <laughs> War is over if you want it. Great Britain and the U.S. wanted it when their representatives signed the Treaty of Where. In 1783. War is over if you want it. Great Britain and the U.S. wanted it when their representatives signed the Treaty of Where in 1783. Um, earlier this year, I said to Kenny, hey, is war over yet? Mm-hmm. And he said, I guess I haven't wanted it enough. That's I want right. it every year. Yeah. <laughs> that Not song enough. is so condescending to me. I know. We've discussed it. I agree. <laughs> Question number two. Obviously, it's the time for Tales of the Glories of Christmases long, long ago, but also for some reason, there will be scary ghost stories. Like, for example, maybe The Haunting of Hill House, the 1959 gothic horror novel by whom? Oh. (laughs) Thank you, Kenny Lakes. Question number three. They may or may not know it's Christmas time at all, in what largest country in Africa by geographical area ever since South Sudan formally split from Sudan in 2011? They may or may not know it's Christmas time at all. In what largest country in Africa by geographical area ever since South Sudan formally split from Sudan in 2011? I, I should be able to get this, but I don't think I'm going to. I have the benefit of being able to look up all of this information without looking it up. I probably would not have been able to answer this correctly either. But geography is not my strong suit. Uh, Number four, Mr. Grinch, I wouldn't touch you with a 39 and a half foot pole. So please stay at least how many meters away from me Rounded to the nearest integer. Okay. I'm going to have to hold on while I do some math here. Mr. Grinch, I wouldn't touch you with a 39 and a half foot pole. So please stay at least how many meters away from me. Rounded to the nearest integer. Dana just got home and that's the first part of the quiz that she's heard. Okay. Number five. Mm Mm-hmm. Santa baby, if you <laughs> if you slip a sable under the tree for me, please make it the 2021 video game Sable featuring a soundtrack by what band fronted by Crying in H Mart author Michelle Zahner. Oh. Question number six. All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth, so I wrote a letter to my dentist, Santa Claus. <laughs> asking for my 
left and right maxillary central what's? Looking for the type of tooth. Uh, All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth, these ones, right here. Yeah, got on it. On top. <laughs> Question number seven. Sorry to make myself laugh, but that's what's happening. <laughs> well, have I told you that when I listen to the podcast and you make a joke, I laugh at the same time as I do on the podcast? You just laugh along with yourself, yeah. Yes, and Sarah has noticed this, because Sarah and I listened to an episode once when we were together, oh, and yeah. she noticed this and I think was quite amused by this. That's um, nice. Kenny is mostly annoyed. <laughs> that's charming. He's, he just goes, you're so predictable. While you are sharing something about your experience of the podcast that I don't think you've shared before, I'll share something uh, that I've had in my back pocket for a long time, uh-huh. but I haven't gotten around to mentioning, which is that we've um, ha- we've had uh, disagreements uh, and and tension between us before about me consuming media at more than one time speed when you uh, wanted me to consume it. For the yeah. podcast, and I thought maybe you would find it interesting to know that when I edit the podcast now, I listen to the podcast at one point five times speed uh, to make it go by quicker, and it makes us sound like relevant to the holiday. Alvin and the Chipmunks. That's amazing. Yeah, uh, and it's I think a much better way to listen. Have I told you that I've been doing? Speaking of which, I've been listening to um my like professional development courses mm. that are through like it's like through like LinkedIn Learning or something, yeah. mm-hmm. and but. It's like on YouTube. And so I listen yeah. to them at two times speed. That's as fast as be- you can go. Because otherwise I get so bored. And then yeah. when I listen to it at regular speed, it is a slog. It is yes. like, I and I get that there's accessible accessibility reasons why they probably are speaking that slowly. Mm-hmm. But Jesus Christ. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. I've been there. Okay. Uh, question number seven. If mama meets Jesus tonight. While he's looking at her shoes, she may be evaluating his resemblance to what actor who played him in Mel Gibson's 2004 film, The Passion of the Christ. Yeah, I don't know this one. I remember The Passion of the Christ. People were real weird about it. They would take their small children to it, and it was very brutal. Yeah, I thought it was fair game to ask this question because (laughs) that movie was such a sensation. It was such a sensation, yes. And then question number eight. I have saved uh, my favorite for last. This is just (laughs) independent of the podcast and the whole exercise that we're doing. This happens to be one of my favorite trivia questions. Maybe you've heard me ask it before. Exactly where is the comma in the title of the traditional English Christmas carol, God Rest You Merry Gentlemen? And I punctuated every word in that title Mm -hmm. to try and not give away anything about the answer to the question where is the comma in god rest you merry gentlemen are you familiar with this song oh yeah god rest ye merry gentlemen lord this way do you know why i said you and not ye no i learned from uh preparing for the quiz uh-huh. that apparently ye is incorrect because that would be like saying god rest he merry gentleman supposing uh, that it was singular uh-huh. because ye is always 
nominative. It's never the object. It's always the subject. Mm. So God rest you, merry gentlemen, is uh, more correct, grammatically speaking. Okay, I'm going to go real wild here with my guess. All right. Question number one. The Treaty of where? Versailles? Nope. Paris. Damn. Paris. <laughs> Treaty of Paris. Uh, ended Blake's going to uh, kill me for that one. The American Revolutionary War. Uh-huh. Uh, question number two. Haunting of Hill House. Shirley Jackson. Correct. What up? Number three. Largest country in Africa. Ghana? Algeria. Algeria. Apparently it used to be Sudan. And then in, in 2011, Sudan became two smaller countries. And now it's Algeria. <laughs> okay. Uh, number four, 39 and a half foot pole. About how many meters? Okay. So it's, this is one of those things where I know a meter isn't equal to a yard, but it's close. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make a guess, but I could see it being the other one that it could be if I've missed understood where i'm gonna say 13 what's the other one 14 you went the wrong way so i Damn. can't give you even half a point if you had That's gone fine. the other way that would have been a half point situation but it is 12 okay uh number five michelle Zahner's band is japanese breakfast correct number six which type of tea incisors correct oh thank god uh, number seven, who played the Christ? Oh. His name is Jim Caviezel. <laughs> or James Caviezel. Caviezel? Caviezel. 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 And uh, number eight, where's is that Is it from? after God? Mm-mm. Nope. Where is it? It's after Mary, which is what makes this question interesting. Well, see, I also thought after God, it would be very interesting. It's not, hey, God, rest ye merry gentlemen. It's not, God rest ye, and I'm addressing merry gentlemen. It's, God rest ye merry gentlemen. As in, may God rest ye merry. Yeah, that's hilarious. Or rest you merry. I'm just going to throw in one extra point. For being very close on three questions in the last two rounds. And 35? Yeah, I sort of rounded it up to 36, but yeah, you've got 35 or 36, correct? Congratulations. That score is very much in keeping with your previous scores, asterisks. Mm-hmm. In the previous quiz quizzes, there were eight more questions than oh. there were in this quiz. So, so I did do quite well. Percentage bombing. Perc- percentage wise, uh, you've done uh, significantly better than in the past, <laughs> and part of that is perhaps due to uh, when I was writing the first round, grabbing eight very high up top headlines, <laughs> with the exception of the game awards. I I um. I wouldn't have known that if Kenny hadn't read it to me last night, though I probably would have guessed, actually. but All of those were on the front page of CNN yesterday, uh, yeah. uh, except for the Game Awards, which was ripped not from the headlines, but from my own memory of the previous evening. <laughs> so, 
As I said at the beginning, Merry Quizmas, Liz. Merry Quizmas, Will. And well done and congratulations. And happy holidays. Yes. To you and yours and to everyone listening. And uh, have fun in Mexico. Thanks, I will. I'm going to lose my mind if any of us get sick in between now and then. That's Because Elliot was fine. sick the past two days and I was yeah. sick the days before that. <laughs> Well, there's very little to no chance of that happening. So uh, that sounds perfectly <laughs> fine to me, what you just said. I love you. Happy New Year, Will. I'm excited to listen to my yearly listening of uh, Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney, Will Hoffacker, and Dana Deal. Oh, wow. Someone remembers. I'm honored. Uh, love you, too. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, etc., etc. Bye. Bye-bye. Will is on Twitter and Letterboxd at youngestofone, and his website is williamhoffacker.com. You can find Liz at exclamate on Instagram, at exclamate underscore on Twitter, or on her website, elizabethdeannamorrislakes.com. Our website is smugbuds.com, and the podcast is at smugbuds on Twitter and Instagram. 